we learned in the Mishnah that there's a certain specific amount uh, that for, for the requisite amount for a person to carry out to be chayav. Uh, however, we learned an exception that if a person was matzniya even less than that, meaning he specifically stored away even less than the requisite amount in his home, so he clearly indicates that it's considered significant to him, if he subsequently carries it out afterwards, then he's chayav. In other words, once you personally give it importance by storing it away, even if it's smaller than the shear, then you're chayav. But anyone else who would carry it out would not be chayav, according to the town of our Mishnah, because... The item itself is not viewed as significant. It's only for the person who has stored it, even less than the shira, then it's chayav. However, the Gemara teaches the top of Ayn Vav Aleph, Amar Rabbi Lazar, that that rule, the Mishnah is not like Shimon Lazar, that rule, that if one person stores it less than a shira, then only he is chayav if he carries it out. But another person wouldn't be chayav, it's not like Shimon Lazar. Tanak Lalav Shimon Lazar, Shimon Lazar teaches, whatever is not fit to be stored, the Inmat and Kamohu, or people don't usually store such, a big, such an amount. But if a hochshel is ev, it's neil. But someone specifically had it, you know, for him it was different, and he came and he had a specific usage for it less than the shear or something that's not generally stored away. And he stored it away. And then another person came and carried it out. And it's chayazev and The person who carried it out is chayav, even though it's less than a shear, because of the significance given to it by the first person. So once the first person stored it away less than the shear, then it becomes significant. So even if another person carries it out, he's chayav. So our Mishnah does not hold like that manda amar. Our Mishnah is more lean. And our Mishnah holds that if, there, if it was stored away by Ruvain less than the Shear, then if Ruvain carries it out, he's Chayev. But if Shimon Chayev carries it out, he's Pater. So our Mishnah is more lenient than the Tana of Rab Shimon ben Elazar. Okay, today's Daf Ayn Vav. We're going to start from uh, the Mishnah. And again, we, the, the Mishnah is going to teach us about all the different Shi'urim, all the different amounts that are significant enough to be chayev for Maisa Hotzah. For carrying on Shabbos, if you carry a tiny amount of something, you're not chayev because it's not considered a significant act of Hotzah. So for each specific item, we're going to have to figure out, for this item, what significant amount to be uh, is significant enough to be chayev. And it's a, it's a specific question from item to item. It's not a general question. Every specific item must be looked at in its own category. So just to give a general um Introduction, we're going to learn that for people's food, the size is a dried fig, a grogris. The amount of grogris, a dried fig, is the amount that's considered a significant amount of food that a person would, would eat. So if you carry out food for a person, less than a grogris or fatir, if it's a grogris, you're high. But the Mishnah begins with um, animal foods. Hamotzi tevin, someone who's carrying out straw, you know, straw that was already crushed and, and processed and made into things. So who usually eats that cows? So kumalo pipara, so if you're carrying it enough that would fill a cow's mouth, that's considered significant in your chayv. Eitzah, but if you're carrying out a different type of straw, we'll see in the Gemara, it's from other things. It's not from regular straws, from like beans. So then cows don't eat that. So then who eats it? Only camels. So then you have to carry out an amount that would feed a camel, a camel's mouthful. If you carry out less, you're not chayv. Because since a cow doesn't eat it, it's only eaten by a camel. So it's not going to be significant unless there's enough that a camel would eat. Amir, if you eat plain straw, and here what I was talking about is that it hasn't been processed, just the stalks of the straw. And for some odd reason, who eats it? A, a, a smaller animal, a lamb. A lamb's mouthful. So it's a little bit difficult to understand. If you're carrying out processed straw, you have to carry out more, the amount that a cow would eat. If you carry out the, the plain straw, the unprocessed one, then even just a smaller amount that a lamb would eat, you're chayav. And evidently, it's all just a pace, based upon regularity. Who usually eats this item that you're doing? And if it's ironic, it's ironic, but that's just what the what it's going to depend on. I saw them, someone's carrying out grass. So... So, so I, I saw them usually weren't eaten by the lambs. Who would they usually eat them? The goats. And that's even a smaller amount just to feed the, uh, a, a goat. A goat would usually eat the, the grass 
um, he would be your so you're high for that. Aleishum v'alebetzam, someone who carries out leaves from garlic and onion. So lachem, if they're moist, so then they're people food. So kagrogas, the shear is like a fig because that's the dried fig. That's usually the shear for carrying out food that's ripe for consumption of humans. But yavation, if they're dried out, so a human wouldn't eat, they'd come low pikadi. Then it's uh, the mouth that would fill the mouth of a goat. Now, Mishnah tells us an important rule. In mitzvah from zemza, all the different things that we mentioned, all different sizes. So if they all have different sizes, if you have half of one and half of the other, they do not combine. So for example, if someone has half the size of processed straw, you know, half the size that would fill a mouth. Uh, the mouth of a cow, and then he also has the atza, half of the half of the amount that would fill half the amount of a camel. He's not chayah. They don't have the same shear. So since they don't have the same shear, um, they're unable to combine two things, two items. Since they if they don't share the same amount, then they cannot combine. If it's two things that have the same amount, let's say you know people food where everything is grogris. So if you would carry out you know one food and another food, each one was half a fig, then you would be chayav. But think that at different amounts, like the things here that were listed in the Mishnah, so then two halves cannot completely eat and make a full share because they're just different. And this will be elaborated upon, this rule will be elaborated upon in the Gemara. So first the Gemara says the thing that fed the camels was it's not regular straw, straw from different types of beans. So if that's something that cows don't eat, usually only camels eat it, and that's why the shear is what would fill the mouth of a camel. Says the Gemara, fascinating Shiloh. Let's say someone carries out straw and it's the amount that would fill a cow. So usually you're chayef, right? That's the shear. Usually you carry out straw for a cow and you, the amount that would fill a cow, you're chayef. But here, the person happens to be was planning on giving it to a camel. Why? We don't know. But that happens to be the person was planning on giving it to a camel. And if, you, in, 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 if his objective is fulfilled to give it to a camel, it's not so significant because a camel's mouth is bigger than the mouth of the cow. So do I go after the item? The item is chasha because usually it's given to a cow and it's big enough to give to a cow. Or do I go after the person's personal intent? He's planning on giving it to a camel and it's not big enough to feed the camel. It's a dispute. So the Gemara says that actually, in the night, Rabbi Yochanan said that you're chayim. Let's offer Hadabe, but in the morning he reversed his opinion in your potter. Amar Yosef Shapar Abadahada. Rabbi Yochanan makes sense that he, he retracts his opinion that your potter. Why? Because it's not fit for a camel. You're, you're planning on giving it to a camel. So if you plan on giving it to a camel, so you're potter because it's not significant enough to feed the camel. Just the opposite can make karma stop. It makes a lot more sense the way we said it originally. It's fit for a cow. Meaning, who cares what you're personally planning on doing with it? You go after what the substance is. The substance is processed straw. Processed straw usually is given to a cow, and there's enough here to feed the cow. So why would I care that the person personally is planning on giving it to the camel? That's not going to make him potter. So the Gemara reverses. In this case, where someone gives out straw to give to the camel, but it's enough, it's not enough to feed a camel, only enough to feed a cow. What's the halakha camel to the chayv? Certainly a chayv, because the item is significant because it could fill the mouth of a cow and uh, it's generally given to the cow. Keep leaking, where do they disagree? In the inverse. Mamotzi eitzah. Someone is carrying out the, the, the straw from the beans, which is usually feed in, which is usually given to the camels. Kamalo pipara, and here it's not enough to fill the mouth of a camel, it's only enough to fill the mouth of a cow. But here's the key. So, of course, you should be pot there. But what's the key? Lapara. He's personally planning on giving it to a cow. So even though the item's not chashuv, generally, unless it's enough to fill the mouth of a cow, but since here you're planning on giving it to the cow, unless it's enough to fill the mouth of a camel, but since here you're planning on giving it to the cow, and there's enough to fill the mouth of a cow, maybe you should be chayav. The ibcha itmar was said the opposite way. Rilchon number potter. Rilchon is potter. Shalach shalach chayav. Why? Rilchon number potter. Achil alchak lo shmachila. Forced eating is not called eating. Meaning, even though you're going to give it to the cow, and the cow will put it down its mouth, it's not called eating. 
Because remember, this isn't good for the cow. The cow needs to eat processed straw. I can't eat this other type of straw. So even if you're going to force it, you don't have anything else to give it. So you're going to give it to the cow. It's not called a significant usage of the thing because it's the achila de It's not considered eating. So therefore, you're not going to be chayiv. In order to be chayiv for outside, it has to be enough that would fill the mouth of the camel. Eating is eating. Whether it's forced, necessity requires it because you don't have anything else to give the cow. It's still called eating. So if it's still called eating, so then... Um, since you're planning on giving it to the to, to the cow, you're chayav. So even though generally when you're carrying out the straw from the beans, your only chayav is enough that would fill the mouth of the camel. But here, since you're planning on giving it to the cow, you're chayav if, if it can fill the mouth of the cow. The Mishnah said, the, the plain straw unprocessed is enough that it fills the mouth of a lamp. So the Mar says, it's a different price. So it says that it's enough like a dried fig. So which one is it? So says, it's actually the same amount. The, the amount that fits in the, the mouth of a lamb and the amount of a dried fig is exactly the same. And Tosa just speaks out. So why did the Mishnah not say a dried fig? Why did it say like the amount that fills the, the lamb? Because the Mishnah is explaining why that's the shear. Why is it that unprocessed, that unprocessed, unprocessed straw is, 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 um, it's chayiv. It's because he's given to the lamb. So therefore, the Mishnah speaks in those terms that it fills the lamb's mouth. But the reality is that it's the size of a dried fig. The Mishnah now said, We spoke about the leaves of garlic and onion. If they're moist, that are eaten by human beings, the shear is a dried fig. The irration is a dried alchemopiagadi. Then it's the amount that fills the mouth of a goat. The Mishnah said, they show shear. And all the different things in the Mishnah cannot be combined half of one and half to the other because they don't have the same shear. So the Gemara says, That only means it can't be combined for the more stringent of the shear. The more stringent of the shear means the smaller shear. So let's say, for example, someone had um, like the, 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 the processed straw, which is the shear that fills the mouth of the cow, and the utza, the, the which is the shear that fills the mouth of the camel. And they're carrying out a bit of both. And they have almost from the... Uh, they, 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 if, if, if you combine the two, they will have enough to fill the mouth of the cow. But if you combine the two, it will not, it will not fill the mouth of a camel. There, the Mishnah is saying they don't combine. And it makes sense because relative to the, the straw from the other beans, which is generally for you eaten by the camel, relative to that, to that item, the shear is the bigger one, not the smaller one. So it can't even be on a team to help be mitzdarik to the smaller shear and therefore your potter. But let's say it's the other way around that if I combine the two, they would combine to the mouth of a camel. So I don't have enough from the utso alone to be the mouth of the camel. But because I also have some processed straw along with it, it would amount to the mouth of a camel, your chaya. Because why not? At the end of the day, the, even the, from the perspective of the processed straw, the, it has a smaller shear. Fine, it has a smaller shear. But it, it certainly, it could have a bigger shear. So they could combine for the bigger shear. They just can't combine for the smaller shear. That's the lumbus of the Gemara saying. What's the idea that two... Items that, that don't have the same shear can't combine. It only means that they can't combine to, to create the smaller shear for Kiev. But if they amount to the bigger shear, then they can uh, then they would they they could combine for the bigger shear and be machai of the person. So we're qualifying our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says they don't combine. We're saying it only means it doesn't combine for the smaller shear. So now the Gemara challenges this. Is this really true? Is it true that they can combine at all? No, it's worth saying that they could combine for the more lenient shear, for the bigger shear. Is that true? Maybe it's just things that have different shear and can't combine, period, even for the bigger shear. We'll prove that's true. But tonight we learned in the Mishnah, we're talking about Tumah here. Habeged, if you have a regular cloth, the minimum size for, for Tumah is three by three Tvachim. Here we're talking about Zav, Zav, Nida. When they sit on things, right, they, they become Ava Tumah. That's called Tumah's measures. So, so, we, so what's the size of something that's right to sit on? What's considered, you know, big enough to... 
to sit on. So it depends what the what type of thing it is. If it's a cloth, so the shear is three by three tzvachim, it can become an avatuma. Um, less than that, it's not considered fit to, to sit on, and therefore it wouldn't be makabal tuma. Hasak, if it's sak, which is made from goat's hair, so then arba arba, the shear is actually four by four tzvachim. It's a different shear. Um, it's a different shear completely. Ha, or if it's high, it's chamisha chamisha. The size is five by five tefachim. Mapas. If it's a mapas, Rashi says it's made of reeds. Then it's shisha shisha six by six. Pani Allah. The brisa. So it's every all these different things have different shear. It says in the brisa. Habeg of asak. Let's say I have a little bit of both, a cloth and a sack. Hasak or a cloth, a sack and the hide or a mapas with the hide and the reeds. They could all combine one with another. They could combine. So, so let's say you know I didn't have enough from the sack. I didn't have four by four by itself. It was two by two, and I had some cloth which was two by two. They could combine. It's considered as if it's four by four, and it could be, and, it, and now it could be the table to my smedges. How could they combine? Since they have different shiurim, and um, so how would they ever, how would they ever combine? I mean, you're never going to make a, a cushion of them together, right? They're usually made separately. So how are they combining? So Reb Shimon said, Sometimes they could be, they, they could, they could, they, you sit on both of them together. How is that? So Rashi explains. Let's say you needed to make a patch on a, on a saddle. So the patch is something that you sit on together. And when you're making a patch, sometimes you'll use two different materials together. There, the shear is even just one type of one type of one. It's a patch. So there, sometimes a person will use two different materials to make a patch. If I'm making, you know, a couch cushion, I'm going to make it from one type of material. Who's going to mix the materials? It looks weird. But I'm just making a patch, and sometimes I'll mix the two materials. Rabbi Shimon says, since sometimes you would mix the two materials, that's why they're considered mixable for the shiurim, because they're, they're not foreign to one another. Sometimes they will combine. So since they will combine sometimes, and you'll sit on both of them together, so therefore there's a there's a din that they combine for the shiurim. So the Gemara can finishes the kasha now. So time is really time and Moshe. There, the reason they're combining is because of that svar, that sometimes you sit on them together, when you use them as a patch, let's say you would never sit on both of them together. Lo, they wouldn't combine. What's the reason? Because they have different shiurim and they don't combine bachlau. They were saying that there they wouldn't combine even to make up the the bigger shear, the more lenient shear. So in our mishnah, our mishnah said they don't combine. We have the statement that it only means they don't combine for the smaller shear, but they would combine to make up the bigger shear. Why? We see in tuma that that if not for the fact that you would actually use them together, they don't combine. At all, even for the smaller share. So the Gemara answers, Amar Dugma. Here, with all the different uh, size foods, the reason why they do combine is because they actually sometimes are used together. How are they used together? When you when you want to show something, you want to give a sample. How does that is? Let's say someone has a vendor and he wants to show what he's selling. So you, he would combine different a little bits of, of everything. And, and you don't want to put out just little bits of each. Uh, the wind blows them away. So you want to make like a pile. So you put a little bit of each item. So there, they're going to be used together. So you sometimes a person would use the processed straw together with the other type of straw and the, un, and, the, and the unprocessed straw. Sometimes they're all put in a pile together in front of the store. So therefore, since they're used together sometimes, that's where the svar kicks in that they could combine as long as for it, as long as it is for the shear that's more lenient for the bigger shear they would be able to combine so in economy the Gemara's conclusion is that in lambdas if you have two different items which are never combined and have two different shiurim they cannot combine period even for the more lenient amount but whenever they are sometimes used together then the two items can combine for the more lenient shear Continuing with the Mishnah, whenever you're talking about regular food that a person would eat, the shear is a dried fig. Umasafram says that different foods combined. Why is that? Because they all have the same shear. If nature shall be sure and they have the same shear. With the example with the exception of Klipasan, except for the shells. The shells don't count. The shells aren't food. The Gari name, the, the pits, book Sam. They're considered wood, the stems, the subun, that's like the brand that's part of the like the shells of the by the by the wheat. And uh, Morson, Morson is the type of brand after it's ground. 
afterwards, there's also a little brand that's left. So all that is not considered to be food, and therefore it's not part of the share. No, shells, he agrees, cannot usually be combined, except for the shell of a lentil. The shell of a lentil uh, it does combine. Because you see, they're cooked together with the lentil. So people cook them without telling you, taking off the shell. Then they'll eat the peel. So the peel is considered a part of it, and it can make up uh, can make up the shear. So now the Gemara has a kasha. We said here that the bran is not part of the shear. Is that true that the bran, different types of brands aren't combined with flour to make them a minimum shear? Evidently, we're saying that like bran is not eaten at all. It's not part of it. It's not, it's not eaten, so therefore it's not part of the shear. But tonight we learned in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is talking about the shear for challah. The Mishnah says, that five quarters of the cob of flour and a little bit more, five quarter cob, that's there's a there's a small shear uh, the smallest shear of, of of dough to me to give to a coin. I see that I'm dealing with flour that's f- of um, five quarters of a cob. So hein, how do I measure the flour? Hein I don't just measure the actual flour, I can use the the bran to 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 complete the requisite shear. So we see that bran is combined with flour to make up the minimum shear. So our mission is saying it's not eaten and therefore it's not part of the shear. You only eat only the flour itself. And there we see that it's included with the flour to make up the shear. So Amar Abayah Abayah answers, no, it's different there. Because what are you doing there? You're making bread. Sometimes poor people would eat bread even if I don't take out the bra- the, the the bran. So over there, I'm trying to figure out with in chala, with the chiyav of chala, the Torah says, lechamar, it's the bread. So I look at the shear, how much of this is going to turn into bread. So since sometimes people wouldn't separate the bran, the poor person wouldn't take out the bran before making bread. So the shear is based upon what it would be in bread. So sometimes the bran is included in the bread. So the bran, therefore, is part of the shear for the chala. However, by Shabbos, it's not chashav enough to make a person, because most people um, aren't going to eat it. The bran in and of itself, we don't view as a as a um as a food item continues the gemara um he said most shells aren't combining he said except for the ones of the lentils probably want to cook with them so the it sounds like only lentils pull them out but not other beans not beans both beans and lentils so here it's saying like not only lentils but even beans Rabbi Huda disagrees with the says low kasha it depends the price is talking about fresh ones fresh ones even from beans heels the shells are eaten how about tiki the mission is talking about old ones so old ones you don't you don't usually eat from the beans the Gemara says I take my time below what's the reason that the shells from the old beans don't combine what's the difference the new or old the beans because they like turn black they look like like flies that are stuck on the food so no one's going to eat them so even though really they are right, country reason these shells, but since no one's going to eat them, they look like flies in the food. So therefore, they're not considered food, and they wouldn't therefore combine for the shear. The Mishnah continues uh, with all the various shiurim for how much to carry out to Chayvan Shabbos. So the last parak mentioned for foods that it's um, all of them are the size of the fig. Now the new parak begins with liquids. Someone carrying out wine. It's enough wine that would be sufficient to mix. So what does it mean to mix? I mean, talking about pure wine that was very strong, that if you mix it with water, it would make a full cup of wine. Well, how much is that? We have to wait for the Gemara to see how much that is. Chalav, if someone carries out milk, kadegamiya means enough to take one 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 gulp. So this is, uh, the Tosa says it means malo, uh, malo lugmav, which is the amount of uh, cheek. Devash, if somebody somebody carries out honey, they leaked in al to put on a, um, a sore, a blister. 
would be good for a chairman. Katan to to enough that it would smear on a small limb. Which small limb is this referring to? We'll see in the Gemara. Mayim water enough to mix with like an um, was a a medicine that would put in the eye, so it would get need to get mixed with water. So if it, the amount of water that would be in the paste. All other liquids are the size of your The idea of most of them is that the chashivos of um, of most liquids is to drink them straight up. So so that's why they're revias. And a wastewater is also the size of uh revias. And the Gemara is going to try to figure out why. You know what what chashivas is there to wastewater. Rabbi Shimon all the shirim that we said are not true. Cool and revias. Really, all liquids are revias. I all these other shirim that were said. And all these smaller shirim that the Tana said were only for someone who was matzniya at first. For someone who was matzniya who stored it away first, then they're high for that. Meaning, if I particularly came along and stored away smaller than revias, but this amount, then if I subsequently carry it out, um, then I am chayav. But but otherwise. Otherwise, just a stam, uh, stam amount, all, all the all of liquids are revias. Says the Gemara, Tana, what did it mean? We said that the, the this cup of wine, you're, you're mixing a cup of wine. So the Gemara says, It means that you're carrying out enough to mix the nice cup, the kaisi office. Mara says, my kaisi office, what's the nice cup? Kaisho bracha. The kaisho bracha references the nice cup. The reason is because we know that the Chachamim said, that there are many different dinim about the kaisho bracha. It's not just supposed to be any coast. The Gemara bracha says there's actually 10 dinim uh, that legislate what, what, what's good for a kaisho bracha. So the kais yaf has a reference to kaisho bracha. So, the naf, so the, it's enough wine that you can use for a kaisho bracha. So how much is that? Mar explains, It has to be a quarter of a revius of pure unadulterated wine. Then you go mix the wine together with more water. And then the total amount will be a revius. So the Gemara is saying it ends up that for the shear to be chayim for, for carrying out wine on Shabbos is somebody carrying a quarter of a revius. And that's chashuv because it can be mixed with with another uh, three three quarters below again, and make a total of revias, and that has the chashivos for kosher brachos. So that's why one is an exception. Most liquids we're saying are revias, but wine, even just a quarter of revias, you're chayav if you carry it out.